This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today it's Pat and Stu for Glenn. And the Glenn Beck Program is Stu Returns. Woo. How was your time off? Good? Oh, it was fantastic, Pat. Yeah, all right, good. Mm-hmm. Yourself? How was your, oh, how was your day it off? Was, uh, they, they were all fantastic. Okay, good. They were <laughs> good awesome. To hear. It was great to continue to work i feel like i heard uh from every, basically every conversation i had while i was off the air was about abortion oh which really is, i mean at first wow. you're like that eh, doesn't lead to a lot of comfortable conversations per se mm-hmm. but maybe babies being alive is worth a couple uncomfortable <laughs> conversations <laughs> that's uh, kind of what i think yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know i feel like i have this weird urge to have babies be alive for longer periods huh. um maybe maybe babies could turn into children uh, and if you know uh, this, Pat, children mm-hmm. are our future. Uh, so that's important. That's what I've heard, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, a lot of those children are going to be women one day. You think? Um, so, yeah. Do you have any evidence of that? It, it does seem to be a women's rights thing to me hmm. uh, as well. So we'll get into that and a lot more in 60 seconds. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, he's back on, I guess it's Tuesday because Monday's Memorial Day already. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Um a uh, church was uh, defaced in Delaware County, which is, is that is that in Pennsylvania? Delaware County? It's in the Philadelphia Diocese, yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, vandals tagged the church with abortion rights graffiti, saying you do not have the right to decide how others lives. That is a fair point. I've, yeah. you know, I've been trying yeah. to figure out when others lives for many years. and <laughs> You don't have the right to decide now. Yeah. We know that. Now I can, now I can decide from up the... for myself, but I can't mm-hmm. put onto others when others lives. Right. right. And that is, I think, the distinction <laughs> they're looking for in the graffiti. I mean, when you're writing this, uh, I can understand it when you screw up and, and speak it live to somebody. But when you're writing it, um, I'm not sure it makes a lot of sense to add the S there. It makes a lot of sense end. to try to, to do a draft of each uh, each project you're going into in the graffiti world. Yes, Pat. if you're going to deface uh, yeah. churches. Right. Go to, a, go to a bridge first, like under a bridge yes. where no one can see it, mm-hmm. and try out your message there. <laughs> see how it looks. Take a couple steps back. You know, turn your iPhone flashlight on it. Make yeah. sure it looks right. Mm-hmm. Then go to then the church you to deface, deface it. the church, right? How many times have we seen you know white supremacists screw up a swastika <laughs> on 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 a on a church, and then look? It's just embarrassing. It's if you're embarrassing. gonna put a it swastika is. on a religious establishment, it's mm-hmm. important to understand which way the lines go. How do you expect you people know? to join your terrorist group? <laughs> exactly. When you can't even. S- you can't even spell live. I honestly think half of these church burnings are just because they screwed up the graffiti, and then they were embarrassed about it and just burned the church I down. Just burned it down. Just, screw it. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> I don't have science behind that one, but I think that uh, no. might be it might be to blame. But I think you might be onto something. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, even even at the churches now, we're we're being attacked for for believing in in life, and you know, it seems like life is something that would be okay to to believe in the babies should be born it'd be be okay with most people and it apparently it's that's not the case in the united states in the year 2019 uh it's not okay that you believe in life and want babies to live yeah it was really interesting being off for a few days and talking to talking outside of these walls because here we're we've talked about the life issue for a very long time and i'm sure you Mm -hmm. know that if you listen but it's interesting how that's breaking through as far as the conversation outside now, I think it's it's one of the big political topics right now. Yeah, which usually means something bad. You know, I, like usually at the end of the day, when you when a normal political conversation turns into the conversation you're having 
outside in normal, you know, in normal person to person interaction, a lot of times what it turns into is a nonstop politics. For I mean, good mm-hmm. example of this is uh, the trade issue. You know, like for years and years and years, it was unions and Democrats saying we need tariffs and restrictions on trade. And Republicans saying, we don't need tariffs and we don't want restrictions on trade. We want free trade. And that was sort of the wonky sort of um, think tank debate that went on for a really, really long time. And then Donald Trump has come out and he's obviously much more friendly to tariffs and trade restrictions. And now it just now it just turned into teams. You see the same Mm -hmm. people who were arguing unions and we need we absolutely need these tariffs we got to stop these this free trade stuff that's all this you know crazy voodoo economics and all the stuff that's going on the other side and uh and then now it's like well it's just become people who like trump back him on it and people who don't like trump attack him on it it's just people have just switched sides and i think when you define especially with someone like trump who's so good at like taking a an issue and owning it you know, he just mm-hmm. is so uh, he has such an ability to be able to just dominate a conversation and people you see it on, on cable news all the time. They can't agree with anything he says, no matter what it is, even if it's a position they've held for 50 years, they can't agree with him. Right. So it just turns into this team thing. And I'm afraid at some level that's happening with abortion here, where again, like if you look at the polling on abortion, this third trimester abortion, which has been the general focus of this debate is 84 to 14 against the american people despise third-term abortion they always have everyone knows it's a horrific horrific thing 84 percent of americans don't agree on the sky being blue yeah we're really I, almost that's an incredible uh number of people to agree it's there's almost nothing in our political debate that is so universal you could almost say that's unanimous that's every right-thinking person in america yeah believes that late-term abortion isn't right and that's and that's not you know governor northam well mm-hmm. after they're born they'll make a decision on whether you keep them alive it's not even mm-hmm. five minutes before birth it's third trimester so you're talking you know what month seven you're like ah, mm-hmm. month seven that's that's way earlier than the the types of things that democratic candidates are involved in and think about this for a second you have an 80 something that's unpopular with you know to the level of 84 percent and the Democrats have pulled out 24 candidates, and not one of them right. will say that that's wrong. Which not is, one of them. That's staggering. Staggering. I mean, I there is an argument to be made, and people wow. who are pro-choice do make it, in that essentially it's a slippery slope, right? And and there's a, somewhat of an equivalency with, like, the Second Amendment argument. Like, you, there probably is some sort of common sense restriction on guns that Republicans could get on board on. You, every once in a while, you see like background checks and it polls really well. However, you know, most people who really care about the Second Amendment are like, look, I don't want those things because I can I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're going to take you're going to ask for one inch. You're going to take a mile and then you'll take 10 miles. And, and then you take the entire right globe. Now. And we're seeing it right now. You're seeing with Beto O'Rourke came mm-hmm. out against all semi-automatic weapons. Yeah. Like these are things that are way beyond what they said they were asking for in the common sense realm just a few months ago. So as a Second Amendment guy, and I'm not a huge gun guy, but I'm a huge Second Amendment guy. Uh, I am uh, and I know you're the same way. I don't want to give one inch on any of this stuff because you know they're coming for all of it. So maybe that's yeah. the same thing with some people on the abortion argument. They think they're going to come for first, you know, first trimester abortions, so they defend to the death five minutes before, uh, you know, uh, birth abortions. Defend to the death being pretty appropriate here. 
Um, I just, it's, it's so incredibly unpopular. Second trimester abortions are also incredibly unpopular. To the, I think it's a 37-point gap to the negative on uh, second trimester abortions. On whether they should be allowed. Right. They right. Should, yeah. Everyone says second and third trimester abortions should be illegal. That's yeah, the why only one that pulls well is the first trimester. It's the first trimester, and it's, it's slightly positive. However, again, like Republicans in general, and, and Alabama is, a, is a, an exception here, as they were going after basically six weeks or so, um, most Republican states are asking for 20-week ab- abortion bans. That's the typical Republican posi- uh, uh, position. Interestingly, though, this week, there was a poll uh, that said 50, was it 55% of Americans uh, are in favor of the heartbeat bills? That's that's not. I mean, that's not a amazing. Surprise, too. Yeah, really. I, I, mean, I mean, it's. But it's. You wouldn't to listen to these Democrats. You wouldn't think that anyone anyone it. would would be in favor of the heartbeat bill. But fifty five percent. That's that's most Americans. That it, as soon as you know there's a heartbeat, you can't have an abortion. Uh, that and. And then you look at that, and then you see the stance of all of these candidates on the Democrat side, and it just doesn't add up. I mean, it just they, doesn't make any sense. They can't find one. I mean, this is a party like, you know, one of the biggest abortion rulings in the Supreme Court was Casey. Um, and, you know, this goes back to, you know, years and years ago now. But now you have a Democratic senator right, named Casey, same family, and they can't find one candidate. One candidate to come out. I mean, it used to be that there were pro-life Democrats. This used to be something. And while it was always hard for us to understand, because how can you be on the side of the party that's fighting for unlimited abortions? They still had them. Mm -hmm. Now we're at the point where, like, you, I mean, you can't, you can't even, can you even enter this race if you happen to be pro-life? I don't think so. I don't think you can even enter it. I I don't know if you can enter the Democrat Party. If you're pro-life yeah. anymore. I don't see how they there have There doesn't any. seem to be any place for a pro-life person in the Democrat Party anymore. Yeah, and you could say, well, it's just one issue. I agree with them on these other things. And I, I understand that instinct. But when we're talking about live, I mean, how many millions? 60 million uh, yeah, people. it's like 62 million now. 62 million people that should be living aren't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because of this one policy. It's a pretty mm-hmm. big deal. And if you believe, it's, just, it's, it's not a... It's a big deal at some level if you're on the left, right? Because you you think of it as a cultural issue. You think of it as, well, I mean, I don't think many people actually believe it's women's rights, but it's at least a stand-in for women's rights, right? Mm -hmm. No Because no one cares what you do to your body if it doesn't affect another life. Uh, It's only a matter of if another person's rights are affected. Um, But, you know, it's a stand-in for women's rights. It's kind of a generic summary of, of women's rights, and it's something that they say they need to defend. So at some level, it's important to the left, but it's really more of just a cultural issue. To the right, it, we're talking about people living and dying. And if you're saying that this is an actual life, it obviously has to be the most important thing, right? If, if, if the end of this is 60 million people that should be alive aren't, what other policy has that effect on anything? I mean, I, you know, we've made this point before, Pat, that we could probably come in here every day and we would bore the hell out of you uh, in the audience. But we could come in here every day and talk about abortion and our ratings would be like 0.004 <laughs> however morally i could be right, completely right content with that yeah, yeah. i could be completely content with that mm-hmm. because that's i mean there's no other issue with the possible exception and it's a much larger and more difficult uh road of just generally speaking capitalism right because capitalism really mm-hmm. has ripped billions of people out of poverty and you can make the argument that it's even more important i guess uh, but when you're talking about just a law that could be changed 
a ruling that could be changed that could just protect millions and millions of lives. There's just nothing that competes with abortion. There's not, there, it's 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 the simp- most simple road to keep tens of millions of people, which are also will grow up to be women, will grow up to be minorities, will grow up to be uh, will have different sexual orientations. Well, right. uh, every single men, many of them probably, you know, just because of the fact that Planned Parenthood just loves to target inner city neighborhoods, probably most of them wind up voting for Democrats. Like this is an mm-hmm. argument in which Republicans are mm-hmm. just on are are saying, please, Lord God, let us give you more voters. Right, right. How many of them would have been out of sixty-two million people? Could one of them have been another Einstein? Absolutely. Could one of them have been another Madame Curie? Yeah. Could one of them have cured cancer? And many of them. Uh, yes. And here's the thing: maybe ten million of them would have been awful. Right. They still had a. Ch- they still should have the <laughs> chance to be good. Right? That's right. They could all be the most annoying. They could all be the people who are programming the robocalls. Like, I don't care if all of them, all 60 million got into the robocall industry. They still deserve That's the right tougher, to life. But OK, yes. All right. Back in 60 seconds. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed and uh, Stu back from vacation for Glenn this week. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand was talking about abortion yesterday. Um, you know, basic civil rights. Uh, here she was on MSNBC. What would you say to taxpayers out there who say, look, I support everyone having their own freedoms, but that when it comes to my tax dollars, abortion isn't something that I want to support? You know, uh, we have a tenet in our constitution. It's called separation of church and state. Oh, really? And uh, I do not believe that that is a valid argument. I think that Mm, the Hyde Amendment should be repealed and that we actually need to make sure that women, regardless of their income level, have a basic right to reproductive care. It's about our humanity and it's about our basic civil rights. A basic right to reproductive care. Well, it's in the constitution, Pat. Uh Uh-huh. And it's when not. I say in it, it's I think it's on the back and it fold. It's folded in, on it. So if you open in up invisible the fold, ink, it is an invisible. I think you have to ink. heat it up like they did on uh, on uh, what was that? What was that Nicolas Cage movie? Oh, you, National Treasure. Yeah, National Treasure. <laughs> you got to take a blow dryer, and you got to be really careful. Though a little lemon juice on it. Yep. And then the blow dryer, and it'll show up. That's amazing. The founders predicted the blow dryer, right? Which is I thought pretty impressive because <laughs> they didn't even have a lot of electricity at the time. I think uh, some of them assumed you could just do it with your hot breath, but then other founders said, "No, they're going to invent <laughs> something eventually where they can dry their hair really quick." I think that'll do the job. Because <laughs> uh, uh, separation of church and state not in the constitution. Not Pat. in the constitution. It was no. in a letter. Yes, Thomas Jefferson in 1803 mm-hmm. to a Baptist minister in mm-hmm. Connecticut. Uh, who was asking about, uh, you know, hey, uh, we're going to be in trouble here with the uh, with the state because we're not of the state religion, and that's where that's where it came in. So no, they were, yeah. you've got to separate. Mm-hmm. The, it's a protection against the religion, not the government. You don't have to protect the state from religion. That's pretty incredible. It's really yeah. the exact reverse, the exact opposite of the way it's talked about now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that a senator who's running for president is not aware. That the separation of church and state is in the Constitution, is or is not in the Constitution, is pretty stunning in a normal time. With this field, it's not stunning <laughs> it's at all. Because I got, I mean, there are 24 candidates up there now. Bill de Blasio getting in uh, while I yeah, was we on vacation. Even, you haven't even moved him over on no, the board yet. He's still uh, on our um, on-the-fence list. I think he's pretty hacked off about that. But. Yeah, yeah, that was a big part of his initial press conference. Mm-hmm. Why, am I, why have I not been moved on, on the Glenn Beck <laughs> presidential board? Uh, but... You know, the fact that she doesn't even know that. And then you realize when they talk, when people on the left talk about abortion, 
you just realize they're just saying things that that don't make any sense mm-hmm. right like w- w- mm-hmm. you know uh this sort of prenatal like reproductive health care concept like there's a reason you have to make up a fake term for it mm-hmm. we all know it's not reproductive health care that is not what an abortion is reproductive health care might mean making sure you have the right nutrients and vitamins if you have a there's an issue with uh you know morning sickness reproductive health care absolutely postpartum depression uh, reproductive health care i'm willing to go to any of those i mean yeah that's that makes sense uh, obviously the the baby itself whether you're having a, a internal lady issue whatever they whatever <laughs> the issue it, it, just killing the baby is not reproductive health it is <laughs> right. not that's not what it is right because it's it's not healthy for the baby I, I don't know if people are aware of that that that's not health care when you're killing someone no no i mean just so. like just like you know assisted suicide comes around and it's like well uh should people be able to kill themselves we made the point it's very difficult to prevent them too right mm-hmm. like, it's really like you can make all the laws you want mm-hmm. saying you don't kill yourself what are you going to do afterwards you find the guy you're going to give him a ticket <laughs> after they're dead like i generally speaking it's difficult uh, to stop people from killing themselves but we the reproductive health care having a doctor come in and keep you uh out of pain with certain drugs uh, all that can be defined as healthcare actually killing the patient cannot be defined as healthcare <laughs> like that's just not healthcare it's not, it's, it, not. it's not ending lives is not healthcare it's not what it is it's something else and you might like it but it's still not healthcare and and they just say reproductive healthcare they say women's rights because these are stand-ins for the terrible thing that they're arguing for also prenatal care is not something that Planned Parenthood even does. No. They don't even do prenatal health care. Yep. They don't do the cancer screenings. They don't do breast cancer screenings. They can refer you to get one, which is really right. helpful. But they don't they don't do mammograms, and we hear that mm-hmm. all the time. Well, you're cutting off people's ability to get a mammogram. They don't even do them. <laughs> you can't even get one there. No. And it's like Planned Parenthood is the only place on earth that does Healthcare, which they don't really do at all, yeah. and now it's the opposite. They've put in the in people's minds that that's the only place anybody can get it done. Yeah, it's like uh, I always make this argument with people who bring up the healthcare thing. If you ever go to a, a KFC and Taco Bell, you know they, they mm-hmm. they're combined there. There's KFC oh, yeah. and Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love uh, I'm a big Taco Bell guy. Let's say I'm against KFC and I love Taco Bell. Well, if they separated them into two restaurants, I would just go to the Taco Bell one, right? right. So if you're Planned Parenthood, just separate all your wonderful healthcare things from abortion and see how much people protest. <laughs> I'll give you a news, not at all. They're not going to say one freaking word about the Taco nope. Bell side of that. They're just going to protest the KFC side of it. And that is the thing. It's like if you stopped doing abortions, you get all the funding that every other women's uh, healthcare clinic gets. It's just about that. And we all know for you, it's just about that as well. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Also uh, sounding off uh, another one of the long list of the endless Democrat candidates for president. Uh, Mayor Pete. Pete uh, Buttigieg. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, was asked by MSNBC if he supports any abortion restrictions at all. You you can't pin these guys down on any restrictions. Here's what Pete had to say. And you've been saying that it should be left to, to women to decide where to draw the line, even in the third uh, trimester. So I just want to pin you down on this. Are there any restrictions on uh, abortion rights that you support? The framework for this is established in Roe versus Wade. Early in pregnancy, very few restrictions. Late in pregnancy, very few exceptions. And that has stood 
as the law of the land for as long as I've been alive. What's radical is the idea of banning abortion outright, the thought that uh, a woman who is raped and seeks abortion care uh, could find her doctor going to prison for longer than her rapist. What is new and what is extreme is the assault on Roe versus Wade, no. uh, which has established the framework for common sense protections, restrictions and exceptions uh, that have been the law of the land for as long as I've been alive and are now uh, being overturned or threatened with being overturned by a radical agenda. Like, it, it's staggering that they're turning this around on pro-life people being the radicals, the extremists, mm. when they are seeking abortion all the way up to including an afterbirth. <laughs> but but we're the radicals. Yeah. We're the extremists. I will say, however, they're wow. uh, alerting, say. alerting the Democratic activists who listen to this program and do uh, often. Uh, if you're out there, press Mayor Pete on that. He's giving you an answer you are not comfortable with. Very few exceptions in the third trimester. He said, you know, he said, and he's correctly stated what Roe versus Wade says, which yeah. is very early in the pregnancy. There's basically no restrictions and very late in the pregnancy. There's basically no exceptions, meaning that you can't get an abortion late in the in the in the pregnancy and it can be absolutely restricted by the states to to the point of it being completely illegal in all circumstances. So uh, that's an interesting thing, because. Yeah. Roe versus Wade is this thing that Republicans and conservatives and people who are pro-life look at as this really negative thing, which, of course, it was a terrible ruling, and we can go over that and have a million times. However, it's a massive move to the right from where we are now. It is a cons- It would be a, a, mm-hmm. a generational shift towards conservatism to go back to just looking at Roe versus Wade as the text stands, because it's it, that is not where we are now. We're talking about, you know, we, we're talking about we're having a conversation about whether a baby that is already born should get any medical attention after it's born. We're talking about whether a baby can be aborted while the mother is in labor and about to pass the baby through the birth canal. Can you abort it? That's the conversation we're having now. Roe versus Wade, you can barely see that from where we are. Mm-hmm. If, if Mayor Pete thinks he can get away in a Democratic primary with 24 candidates of saying Roe versus Wade is the way to go, I hope some of the uh, people listening to this program... Uh, looking to start a new boycott, we'll we'll get Mayor Pete called on that one because that is not that is not what the Democratic Party says they want right now. He no, says no not. restrictions. No, there's a lot of restrictions in Roe versus Wade, and really, that's what's re-energized the pro-life movement was the radicalism of the New York state law. Yep, and the one Vermont ju- and just Vermont, passed. Yeah, and Virginia, which right. didn't pass because of the controversy, largely because of the the pushback, because people keep saying like, well, it was uh, one guy said this. First of all. New York and Vermont are not one guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, secondly, yes, Northam uh, said this one thing where he said, "Well, look, if if the baby's born and and it's there and and the, it was supposed to be aborted and it survives the abortion, well, then the, the the woman and and the doctor will have a conversation about what to do. You know, whether you treat it or not. And it's, yes, that's one guy. However, the question was asked because another question on this in the same vein was asked to the assemblywoman who designed the bill. And she had to admit that, yeah, you could abort a baby that's in while the mother's in labor. So that was it was the bill. The person who wrote the bill said, yes, that was allowed under the bill. It was not one person just blurting out and making a mistake about it. It was in the bill. And we forget about that. And now Vermont has uh, passed a law that says basically all the way to birth. And I'm just glad that these candidates are getting pushed on important issues like this. You know, Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. he got he got pushed on it a little bit. I think Democrats need to come back after him, get him, uh, you know, because he's not going to be able to win a primary here unless he's saying, you know, unless he's legitimately shouting his abortion. 
uh, you know, that is, is basically the place you need to be. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does, did they have anyone asked Kamala Harris about this? Do we know where she stands? No, but she was pinned down uh, okay. yesterday. And she they, was. Yeah. Uh, this is really good because she her feet were, in fact, held to the fire uh, yesterday on on CNN by Allison Camerata. And this oh, is probably wow. because Allison Camerata is a... She's an alumni of Fox News. Oh yeah. So, so obviously she's gonna she's gonna hold her feet to the fire. Okay. Here, here's what happened. We have a little fun kicker that we like to do with all of the presidential candidates that come on today. <laughs> it's called candidate mixtape. That was the musical sting for it. Okay. And we like to talk a lot about music here on this program. So what okay. is your favorite musical genre? Wow. Oh, I mean, mm. I'm I'm hip hop <laughs> and okay. reggae and jazz. Um, those are those are some of my favorite. Okay, down, do you down, have Alice. a favorite band or a favorite musician? Mm. I'd say deep. one of my favorites is Bob Marley. Oh my god, good choice. Uh, you answers. can't go wrong with that. That's a crowd <laughs> pleaser. <laughs> On your mixtape, what would be like your favorite three songs? <laughs> favorite three songs. Wow, oh, good question. Okay, let's see. Um, mm-hmm. I, Aretha Franklin, um, mm-hmm. uh, anything Aretha Franklin. Oh my God, this is um, terrible. She's not prepared for I this. I would say she is not prepared. Marley, and then, <laughs> this might um, end her career right here. It I just don't know. Might I love it. Cardi B. <laughs> oh, still not a single song in there, no. as she says. <laughs> Um, oh, those are wow, great. Yeah. Thank you for playing along. Oh my gosh! Oh, wasn't um, that powerful? <laughs> Good interview. Because I love the idea that, like, <laughs> instead of pressing around the abortion at like one second before birth, you're going after her favorite songs, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. However, I gotta say, her answers are terrible. so bad. They're she terrible. Just, well, what are the three genres I can list that have you can't criticize? Like, if you're gonna pick mm-hmm. three, it's gotta be hip hop, <laughs> reggae. <laughs> And jazz. And then, well, who's your favorite? Bob Marley. All right. Like, do you have any knowledge of it? Like, that's what I would say. As a, as a big reggae fan myself visiting Jamaica once, I would say probably Bob Marley. Because other than Ziggy Marley, I couldn't pick anyone else that I know. No, I couldn't either. Right? And then, what are your favorite three artists? Your favorite three songs. Or songs. On he, your mixtape. And she didn't name no, any songs. She said Bob Marley again. <laughs> Cardi B, which again, it's just like, that one should be controversial. Here's a woman who has described herself how she would drug Johns as a a dancer Mm. and steal their money. You want to talk about a Me Too violation? <laughs> I mean, that's like that's not controversial at all. You could absolutely just blurt that out as a presidential candidate. No big deal, Cardi B. And who was the third one? Uh, uh, gosh, I don't even remember. Aretha Franklin. Oh, Aretha. Can you come up with a safer yeah. answer than Aretha Franklin? No. I mean, no, I, like cannot. that is just. It's I'm pathetic. actually more angry about her songs than the abortion issue. Like. I am now, pro-life is now secondary. I just have a constant jihad against Kamala Harris's music choices. <laughs> but boy, these these reporters, uh, these journalists really pinned yeah. down these these candidates. You remember um, one of them from the New York Times, uh, Jeff Zeleny, did the same thing to Obama a few years ago. What has surprised you the most mm. about this office, mm-hmm. enchanted you the most enchanted about you serving in this office, most. humbled you the most, yeah. and troubled you the most? Now, let me write this down. See, but you remember that? Oh, gosh. And I don't know that he ever recovered from that brutal question. I think he was searching for his level of enchantment his entire two terms. <laughs> and he never quite got there, which is sad. It's just, it's, it's amazing to watch uh, these Democrats be fond over. And then, you know, they practically bring weapons 
to a Donald Trump interview. It's it, it's amazing. Yeah, there's I, no objectivity anymore at we, all. We spent a decent time this hour talking about abortion, and and it's it's not only an important issue; it's also the clearest example, I think, of media bias. And people talk about media bias. Obviously, like it sometimes the fake news thing can be over overdone and you know the media bias thing can be an easy thing for republicans to say all the time about every issue right and it's mm-hmm. almost universally true at some level but you look at this when someone like uh todd aiken remember todd aiken he ran for senate back in Is he the one 2010 that, was it yeah and he said something uh inappropriate about about rape rape i think he said that they don't he the guy said get... legitimate rape or like if it's a legitimate rape the body mm-hmm. will reject the uh the pregnancy or something it was a very strange comment and, yeah. and look aiken took a beating for it probably deserved a beating for it and lost the election uh probably because of it however if it ended there it, it would have been fine right like you could say if someone says something wrong whether you think that comment is right or wrong or, or you know whatever the person who says it should be criticized for it, right? Like, that's how that debate should happen. But that's mm-hmm. not how it happened with Aiken. Every other Republican candidate was forced to answer for his comments. He's forced. Right. With Northam, it's not like that at all. Democrats don't get their feet held to the fire. They don't have to answer for what he said or what many others have said. They don't get... I mean, every Republican gets asked the question, hey, rape and incest. Hey, uh, life of the mother, health of the mother. The most difficult decisions uh, to be made about abortion, no matter how you feel about them, right? They're, these are the tough borderline ones that someone who's really pro-choice might have an, or pro-life might have an issue with. Well, you'd, ask, you'd say the same thing, basically, about uh, an abortion five minutes before birth whether a baby that survives an abortion should get medical care you have put yourself in the in the mind of a hardcore leftist that's where they're making their decisions right mm-hmm. so wouldn't it follow that every journalist every single time they had one of these democratic candidates on would be forced to give, give me the day i want the minute that you have to you're able to uh to uh have some rights as a as a quote-unquote fetus what is that minute when does it start mm-hmm. is there any uh, abortion restriction you heard mayor pete get asked that question but with no follow-up i mean the fact that he could just throw out Ro- well roe versus wade is good and we shouldn't overturn it is not an answer to that question and republicans all had to answer that question they all had to answer it over and over and over and over again even though they weren't the ones advocating any other policy and so you see that real media bias there is that republicans are pushed to the most uncomfortable places in their policy where Democrats are given this sort of blanket, well, do you like women? Do you like do you like rights? How do you feel about rights? Do you think what about health care? Do you think women should be denied health care? And they get to answer these questions like that. Well, you know, of course, that is that's mm-hmm. the 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 subtle media bias. It's easy to find things where they go after Donald Trump and bash him uh, unfairly, and those things are absolutely exist. They're all over the place. But it's stuff like that, that these, these people will never have to make the uncomfortable, unpopular statement because they're never pressed on it. And they don't go on shows like this. They don't go on shows never. like, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro or Mark Levin or Steven Crowder or any of them. They don't they don't have to deal with it. The only time they'll ever go on Fox News is when they're going up against like Shepard Smith and Shep Smith won't ask those questions because he's on their side on them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a very subtle thing that I think. If a, a journalist from the outside might look at it and say, well, both were asked about their abortion positions. Yeah, but how? How are they asked about it? 
You know, it, it puts it puts Republicans in the most unpopular and, uh, you know, unpleasant light po- as, uh, as possible and puts Repu- uh, Democrats in the exact opposite. They get the nice, you know, morning sunshine. Uh, they could just answer, give you a nice flowery answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, look, Buttigieg's answer is pathetic. You know, look, Roe versus Wade is the law of the land, but we shouldn't overturn it. That's not an answer to that question <laughs> no, at all. It is not. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, let's go to Tom in North Carolina. Uh, hey, Tom, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Um, <clears throat> listen, I, I, I this popped into my head in the car, and I haven't fleshed this idea out at all. Matter of fact, that's why I'm calling. I want you guys to help flesh out this concept that might bring the liberals around. Uh, on the uh, issue of abortion. Okay. So I thought if we started referring to the unborn as the undocumented, <laughs> that, that might it's give genius. them a different take on the issue. That's true, because, uh, I mean, you don't get your birth certificate until you're born. <laughs> right. And we can start talking about that like they're their papers. Uh-huh. And they're just on mm-hmm. the other side of the border. We just need to get them over here <laughs> yeah. and get them documented. Yes, you wouldn't kill them on the other side of the border. Right. Right? Right. So yes, they're, I knew you guys. They're undocumented humans. I'm fully on board on this uh, with this idea. Thanks a lot, Tom. This That's is... a genius idea. Because <laughs> you can't build a wall essentially that prevents them from coming to this side, right? That's, right. That's well, the that issue. would be immoral. Your build- wall is abortion, immoral. It's a wall. Yes, it's a wall preventing <clears throat> them from, mm-hmm. to come from one side of the birth canal to the other. And that's that's actually not, not right. a bad idea at all. It isn't, and that documentation—it's mm. real. They're just not. They, when right. you get born is when you get documented. <laughs> Stunningly, in this country, we will just not give documentation. That's what someone should pass. Like in like Alabama, it. should just be like, we're going to give the birth certificate when we, we when you find out about the pregnancy. And then look, you could just <laughs> you, if you you're just going to have to crumple that thing up as you walk out of Planned Parenthood uh, if you want to. Uh, but they will be documented, and at that point, you can't do anything to someone who's documented. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, I mean, undocumented protects you. That's in great. This country. Yes. yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it I, does. I like it. I think it'll. I think it'll work. Uh, they just a bail on that. If, if it actually did come true, they would just bail on that part of their policy. <laughs> they will do anything to protect abortion. <laughs> uh, anything. It's weird, isn't it? It's like the. It's top a religion priority. to them. It is it's, absolutely a religion. That and climate change are their two mm-hmm. strongest religions. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know how it brings them money or power, uh, but for some reason, they worship at the altar of abortion. There's there's no question. Well, the climate thing can bring money and power to anything. Yeah. I, that's why they like the climate thing, because it's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. It controls the entire economy. The mm-hmm. abortion thing is is different. I mean, it is a, it's a, weird it's a one. dark church, man. Yeah. It's a dark church to be in. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today with Pat Gray uh, in for Glenn. Uh, and you can catch my own show, Pat Gray Unleashed, which happens weekday mornings right before the Glenn Beck Radio Extravaganza with Glenn and Stu. And Stu is back today. Uh, welcome back, Stu. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate that. Uh, we got to get into this. Uh, there's some legislation now to try to stop tech companies from tracking us online. There's also something going on at the FCC where they might allow phone companies to not complete phone calls from scammers, which I am all about that. We'll get into that coming up in about 60 seconds. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, Legislation is uh, uh, passing through Congress right now to stop tech companies from tracking our online uh, surfing. And it's getting some momentum, I guess, as Congress 
is trying to crack down now on big tech's privacy practices. On Tuesday, Senator Josh Hawley unveiled a do not track bill with some tough penalties for companies who break the protections. And that revives a, revives a debate over whether users should be allowed to opt out of the tracking and data collection. Uh, I think you should be allowed to opt out. In fact, you should have to opt into it. I, I hate the opt out thing because a lot of times you don't know what you're opting out of. You didn't even know you needed to opt out of something. Yeah, I, I had an issue with um, my Yahoo mail accounts that I started for my children. Yeah. So I started them when they were born. I started the email addresses and I was emailing them little pieces of advice and videos and pictures of like things that we did when they were too young that to remember adorable, them. That is adorable, Stu. That is adorable. I am adorable. Yes, and I know this. I like that. Um, however, it was less adorable when they just deleted the accounts for no reason. Um, and I've lost all the stuff that I sent. Oh, wow. Now, I say all, and everyone wow. points this out on social media, and I, I appreciate you coming to my rescue here. There are some that I can save because I sent them from my sent accounts. However, it wasn't oh. just me who was doing it. It was other relatives and things. I mean, it's, it's really annoying. And, and just to try to repurpose it all back together, it'll be better than nothing. Um, did you ever find out why that happened? Yes, why I did. did. That? Yes, I did. It's just there in black and white. Uh-huh. It was there in black and white. That's what, the, that's what the customer service representative told me. It's there in black and white. Okay. In, in the uh, the very in the agreement lengthy that agreement that I signed on mm-hmm. to when you I opened the account. Accept. When I pressed accept and yeah. did not, of course, read it because no human being on earth has ever read one of these documents. Uh, <laughs> it, the terms and conditions did apply to me. And because I didn't log in frequently enough. Oh now, of course, gosh. it's not my. it's an account for my kids, not for me. Right. And I, I signed up with... And they had to give you a say, hey, if we need to contact you, uh, what are your other email addresses? What's your phone number? I put all that information in thinking that if there was an issue, I would get an alert, came to the other account and said, hey, uh, you know, you haven't logged in in too long of a period of time or whatever is in this agreement you signed. You got no such no, warning. Nothing. So obviously. they just they just deleted them all. <clears throat> and Jeez. and this is the thing like you, you, you probably can opt out wow. of it. And the way you opt out is not using them. Right. Like that is that is <laughs> yes. the current thing. If yes. you don't you don't have to, as you would know, Pat, you don't have to use Facebook. This yeah, is something right. that Americans now believe that is I've a requirement that. of their life. Uh-huh. You can get through it without Facebook, without Twitter, without Instagram. It's possible to live. It is possible. Uh, and I do think that, that makes me a little nervous when we talk about new legislation and controls on these companies in that, you know, there's a difference between what is a right and what is just awesome. And the internet mm-hmm. is like one of those things that's just awesome. It's not your right to be on the internet. It's not. You want to pass a constitutional amendment that says it is? Go ahead. Try it. You, can, you might, might even get it through. I mean, I, I think probably Maybe. Republicans and Democrats would probably agree that access to the inter- internet should in be some right. way should be a right. Maybe they would be able to get that through. But for right now, a company can essentially say, if you want to do business with us, you live by our rules. And we're going to track you. And we're going to track you. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the reason why this service is free. Like it's almost like they should say, if you want to pay nine ninety five a month for Facebook, then we won't track you at all. And that actually might be a place that makes sense in the middle because you know I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't pay nine ninety five for Facebook because I don't care I about either. it. However, if I did care about it, I might do that for, to avoid the tracking. I might say, you know what, fine, I'll pay nine ninety five a month and don't track me. Problem is, so many other things are tracking you anyway. You know. And I understand. So I understand this approach. I mean, Google, right? Doesn't Google keep track of virtually everything we do online? Yeah. I mean, if you use their browser. I know. I love that because people are like, well, I, 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 I'm able to block this because I'm, but I'm using, <laughs> you're using Google's, I don't use any Google, Glenn used to say this, I don't use any Google products. 
I don't use any <laughs> Gmail or any of that. I don't use Google Maps, none of it, because I know I don't want Google tracking me. What uh, browser Google do you search? use? Uh, Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> How do you search? Uh, Google. Google. In uh-huh. fact, I don't even call it search. I call it Googling. And, and really, <laughs> what are you going to search with? Lycos? <laughs> ask ask Jeeves. It's always Ask Jeeves, man. <laughs> I mean, here's a nice guy who promises never to track you. He's a butler. <laughs> Jeeves doesn't care about where you're going online. He's he just a nice guy. He's not trying to sell you a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I will say, before before you do it, <laughs> uh, DuckDuckGo is another is thing that, uh, that will search for you and, and apparently not track you. However, if you're using it on Chrome... You may have an issue, right? Yes. But yes, uh, DuckDuckGo yes. is is the big one, the privacy based search engine that a lot of people will point to, and it does seem to work actually pretty well. It's not like it's not like Ask Jeeves, which but I'm sure is great. There's still no search engine really that can compete with Google, right? Even Bling is or Bing or yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. I, I mean, Bing. I've tried it a few times, and it's just it's not. Well, yeah, it's just not Google. And are you really that it's, excited about being tracked by Microsoft instead no, of Google? Like, it's that I'm really not. get you. That does get me hot. I'll say that. And so, you know, it's like you want someone, you have to almost go with a privacy based one that's doing it just for that. And even then, you're still getting tracked at some level by somebody else, your IP company. uh, You know, it's funny because they've been talking about the way these things develop. And so, so many of them are, you know, are able to skate through all of these rules. Yeah, you know, I mean, as the as the technology develops, it's developed so quickly they they can't keep up with 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 all of the rules. Now that's a good reason why it's been so great. That's why the internet has been so mm-hmm. great. They haven't been victimized by the business regulation that every other business. It's been largely you know. left alone. Yeah, it's kind of the wild wild west and, still. And the negatives do exist. The tracking's sure. there. There there are some negatives to that. But overall, I don't think it's a pretty good it. experience. Yeah, um, and maybe you know because these are private companies, maybe I shouldn't want the government to get involved in uh cracking down on their tracking um but i do want them to (laughs) (laughs) it's just one of those things that's annoying enough it is to just want anyway and the other thing i want (laughs) is for them to stop the robo calls on my cell phone it it used to be that your cell phone i thought was like sacrosanct in in that regard that they couldn't they couldn't call your cell phone and i think that's when it costs you money when people call you uh, when they called, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So uh, that opened up the floodgates of robocalls and and spammers and scammers. And they're trying to... The FCC is about to allow the phone companies to not complete those calls, which would be fantastic. Now, will some dolphins get caught up in that tuna net where some people that want to complete a call to you are not able to? Uh, I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah, there's like debt collectors. They're all upset about this. Well, we we gotta we gotta get a hold of our debtors and bother them. Well, okay, but um, uh, maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't be placing that many calls uh, at a time that that the uh, that the software thinks you're a, you're a spammer. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe leave people alone a little bit. Well, how am I going to collect my debt? I don't know, but I want the spam to stop. I just I don't know how to fix it for the debt collectors, but I want the. Well, uh, in fact, I got a couple examples um, that I've had just recently on my on my cell phone, and they do leave messages. If you don't answer, mm-hmm. they'll they'll leave you messages. Um, and a lot, and sometimes it's in Chinese. Have you ever gotten the calls the spammers from in Chinese? I have not had that. No, wow. I get these all the time though. Oh and my god! I get the something, something about a warranty they want to give me for yes! my car. You get the that one all the time. Warranty people. Oh. Drive me out of my I'm mind. I'm not going to fall for this. 
But I know. Uh, but of course, this is the type of thing that they don't need a person who's listening to talk radio to fall for it. They need the person yeah. who's who barely knows how to press buttons on their phone to fall the, for it. The person who's seventy five or eighty and doesn't really understand the uh, how it works with spam and scam calls. Yeah. And, and when you get this kind of call, sometimes it can be scary to people. And once it gets expired after that, you will be taken under custody by the local police. Can you believe that? They were going to take me under custody. Oh, my gosh. By the local police in my area, in, your in my area. local area. They were, those police. Now, they didn't bother to tell you what area that and was. They but didn't tell me what. Because you know it. You're, you're local. Right. So right. you know the local area. I know which police office is going, is, which mm-hmm. department is going to come after me. Right. I know. As there are four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment. Oh, my gosh. Four serious allegations pressed on my name. How many allegations do you have pressed on your name? I would assume it's not four. It's not four. It's got to be one or two. Maybe pressed against my name. I've conducted so much illegal activity that there's four allegations pressed on my my name. So we would request you to get back to us. Well, yeah, that we can discuss about this case before taking any legal action against you. Oh, that's nice. The number to reach us is Mm -hmm. 518-615. Seven nine eight zero. I only encourage everyone to call that number. <laughs> 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 only everyone. Oh, she's, they're going to repeat it. So if you missed it the first time, okay, good. Five one eight. Five one eight. Six one five. Six one five. Seven nine eight zero. Seven nine eight zero. So they you. want they want you to call. So I would. Mm-hmm. And then there was there was uh, this particular call just this week. Very time sensitive and urgent that I do hear back from you before we proceed further with suspension of your social and assets. Can you believe they're going to suspend oh my. my social? Your and social my, is going to be completely, completely suspended. suspended. Oh my gosh! And my assets. Now I I don't know what social of mine my Twitter account, uh, my Facebook. What social? My social security number, you suspend right. a social security number? Uh, just my social. So my I'm direct not... call back number is 386. 386. 2436. 2436. Again, the number is 3868. Which was pretty interesting um, mm. because there was a one guy who was working at a company, um, and I want to say it was, I want to say it was TripAdvisor or Yelp. Okay, it was one of those like mm. review companies, mm-hmm. and they were having issues because legitimate resorts were like getting terrible reviews on. I think it was TripAdvisor, and they were getting these reviews because. Spam people like this were calling with robocalls and saying, "You should call us back and pl- and book your free vacation to blank resort." And so people would hear that, oh, wow. would call, and of course it was a scam. They just redirected them to try to buy some expensive vacation to another crappy resort, completely unrelated. It was they were using a big name resort to cover the fraud, and then the real company was getting the bad reviews. Because people were thinking they're oh they're just screwing me wow so they went to try to find this and they tracked it down it, you know to these companies in Mexico and, and, and Central America 
that were using like one guy in like his living room in the United States to make like hundreds of millions of robocalls. Wow. And, you know, the guy wound up wow. getting in a, a lot of trouble uh, because he did violate all sorts of laws and seemingly just acted. His excuse was essentially, ah, I didn't really know. You know? Sorry, no, I didn't, that, I didn't that doesn't know. work with me. No. Is he on death row? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't he, think he is. Was he, he didn't get the death penalty? He did. I don't think he got the death penalty. That's for wrong. Him. Almost. That's wrong. It was close. <laughs> it's just wrong. People hate those things, man. Oh. oh. Uh, more in 60 seconds. Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. So the guy who was responsible for all those hundreds of millions of robocalls, you found out what they, you, he did not get the death penalty. No. Right? I, He's not on death row. I believe he was fined $120 million, though. Oh, that's a good start. Which is a significant amount. That's a, that's a significant amount of money. A notable amount of, of money. Yes. Um, this is, it was actually, now that I'm remembering it, it was a story from Wired.com. Uh, perhaps the best part of the story is the guy who uncovered the giant robocall scam. Mm-hmm. His name was Fred Garvin. If you know Fred Garvin, male prostitute from the Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yes. Fred Garvin, male, male prostitute. prostitute. Uh, that was Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> bit in like the, the 70s. Funny. Yeah. Uh, maybe 80s. Uh, was it his real name? Uh, it's his real name. It? I guess his. Okay. His, or I think it was Fred Garvin. No, maybe it wasn't his real name. I can't remember. Because this guy's become like the, the robocall hunter. Because he found this the, this one particular guy, but mm. they, he had made over a hundred million phone calls, robocalls, and was fined one hundred and twenty million dollars. Was dragged in front of Congress. I'll tweet the article out uh, wow. while you're being tracked by your uh, all of your technology. <laughs> yes, you can now be tracked to look at a, a, a an article with a guy whose name is the same as a male prostitute. So I don't know what that's <laughs> going to do to your future employment <laughs> prospects, but read it anyway. Uh, it's really fascinating because I mean, you just you realize that like. It's almost impossible for them to stop it because you're talking. They can create number fake numbers. They can, you know, they can. Yeah, they roll over. I mean, as yeah. soon as you, as soon as you uh, block one call, it just rolls over to the next number. Yeah, and the way they had to do it was the guy signed up for like as many shady lists as he could with his cell phone, and then hoped he would get robocalls and started recording the robocalls so that he could try to track them because it could give you legitimate numbers you can call, huh. which then forwards you to some. Uh, offshore you know phone bank where they don't even know necessarily where the call came from they don't know that you were told that you're going to get some marriott resort they just know sell them this timeshare right like they they Mm -hmm. it's like there's all these disconnected pieces not everyone knows uh which part is which the the guy at the end of the the road might not even know if what he's selling is real or not and they might not even be in the country so how do you even track it down? It's just yeah. it's one of these things that I think like it feels good for uh, legislators to try to come up with a rule to stop it because it's so freaking annoying. Yes, it is. I, in the end of the day, though, are they going to be able to stop someone in you know Bangladesh from and that's making the thing. phone calls? So like, many of them are overseas. Yeah, so many of them are out of the country, and you can tell when they say things like. And once it get expired after that, you will be taken under custody by the. You'll be taken under custody. Local police. <laughs> by local there police. there are four serious allegations pressed, pressed on, on your, your name. name when they say things like, there are going to be four serious allegations pressed on your name, you know they're probably not English speakers. So it's yeah. coming from somewhere else. It's funny, though. And you can disregard it. They say that, uh, you know, the whole scam when it comes to um, the Nigerian prince situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I'm, if you're in the middle of a negotiation with a Nigerian prince, 
I don't want to. I don't. I mean, maybe yours is real. I, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> usually, though, the Nigerian prince did not just fall out of power and have a hundred billion dollars. He wants to split with you. Really? Yeah, it's usually not the way it works. Huh. Um, and and a lot of times you get those emails and you read them. And you're like, how could anyone fall for this? Like they're not even mm-hmm. spelling the words right. They're not in the right order. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get the idea that like he's supposed to be a Nigerian prince, so maybe he wouldn't have perfect English. Uh, but uh, you get you get the thing mm-hmm. of like if you're going to make a multi million dollar transaction with someone you've never met, perhaps they should know the language a little a little bit. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. And so you think why do they why can't they even take the time to spell the words right? Yeah. Why can't they even take the time to understand the language well enough? And there's a very specific reason why they do that is because anyone with any sense is not going to fall for this. So. The, the the calculation by the people in doing the Nigerian scam... They don't need to right. speak perfect English. Right. Well, and more than that, they actually intentionally will not speak perfect English. They intentionally mm-hmm. will spell words wrong because only a person who would think a multi-million dollar transaction is about to happen with a guy who can't spell half the email correctly, <laughs> only that person who's gullible enough to think that mm-hmm. is going to actually go through with the whole scam. The person right. who is smart enough to say, I'm not going to answer this because they can't even spell the, the words right, that person <laughs> isn't going to fall for the scam. So they wind up wasting their time True. sorting out people who are interested or are trolling them or are uh, just, you know interested enough to make that first outreach but not interested enough to go to their bank account and give bank account numbers out they need the person who's gullible Mm. enough to think well this nigerian prince out of nowhere emailed me unsolicited can't speak the language can't spell the words however let me give them my bank account number that's the person they need because that person is the person who's going through with the whole thing and it's fascinating because I think a lot of that happens with these robocalls, too. They're so bad. But if you hear someone saying you're about to get arrested by local police, or excuse me, uh, un- you're be- under, what was it? Under- uh, let's see. It's, uh, and once it gets expired after that, you will be taken under custody. Under custody. Taken under custody. If you take it under custody, yeah. maybe those are the people that actually fall for it. <laughs> that and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Program, 888-727-BECK. Uh... Let's go to Jean in Pennsylvania. Hey, Jean, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about the robocalls. Mm-hmm. I've been getting them about a year ago. I started getting calls for that same creepy voice telling yeah. me that the licensing key on my computer was going to expire. Uh, and, of course, I blew it off. Uh-huh. And they kept calling. Well, one day, I can't get on my laptop. So I called the number. And they said, uh, your key has expired. And going to cost $200 to renew it. And I said, I'm not paying $200. What are you talking about? And he said, pay the $200 or lose your computer. And he hung up on me. So I, I got on my iPad on Facebook and I said, hey, has anybody heard of this? And somebody said, well, you've been hacked. Just take the battery out. And I did. And my computer works fine. <laughs> now I'm getting the calls again. I have a landline because I don't have a cell phone um, signal at home. Uh-huh. So I'm using, I'm, I'm on my landline. I get a call three times within about 20 minutes. Caller ID was my landline number telling me that my computer key is going to expire again. So these guys are pretty crafty, but that would have yeah. cost me $200. Jeez. So <laughs> and, uh, you just removed the battery, though, and that reset everything, and, and then your computer worked. Yes, it did. Wow. And he, uh, the, the, my friend actually told me to press a couple of keys, but I didn't need to. He said, when you, when you put the battery back in, 
just press these keys. I didn't need to. It came right back up. Yeah, and nice. so if I hadn't done that, I would have. What would, what would I have done? On a new computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, probably. And Gene, it's interesting because you're the exact person these things don't work on. The person who's who's mm-hmm. willing to actually go onto Facebook or post about it, like actually learn about it before just paying the money. That's <laughs> right. why they hang up on you because they they probably detected you were too smart for their little scam, and it's not going to work. Uh, and you know, and anyone could be a victim of these things. I don't want to say it's just it's not intelligence per se, but it's 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 not a, it's a lack of awareness about these types of things. Right. And you, you right. could get, you could, anyone could be a victim, but it's, the second you show any pushback, there's no, there's no point. They, they no longer, Thanks, the, it no longer works for them anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, some of them are pretty bold. Um, my daughter was having a really bad day once and she was over at her house and she got one of these calls and I heard her crying in the other room. So I went to see what the deal was and it was somebody claiming to be from the IRS and they were threatening her with, um, with, with, all manner of stuff mm-hmm. like they were gonna they were gonna take her home from her and i got on and argued with the person and she acted as though she was legitimately from the irs and swore up and down that this was an actual official phone call i mean sometimes they'll really they'll really fight for their scam they're pretty bold uh mm-hmm. and it can it can scare the crap out of you if you're not really you know thinking about it you're not really paying attention you're not really sure what they're saying to you and uh you don't really understand the circumstance like if somebody else does the bills and they're telling you that you didn't pay your taxes you know sometimes they can fool you uh dave in florida hi you're on the glenbeck program on all these robocalls i just call them on hold for you <laughs> okay uh i'm 69 oh i'm 65 and i told the guy that she called on that car thing starter motor well i was a diesel mechanic all my life and I went off on her about the car being underwater, and I'm suing you. I'm a Pennsylvania State Inspection Mechanic, and I, I'm a federal inspector, and I can testify in perfect or witness program for vehicle crashes. And they were almost crying. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was trying to get a new Cadillac. Nice. I've got a Cadillac. But <laughs> <laughs> the one with a cop, if you tell her, oh, I am so glad you called. I have been going cross-country now for 15, 16 years, and I've killed 27 people. And I wish I had somebody to talk to. Oh my God, that poor woman. She was. She says, "Well, where are you?" I says, "Well, I'm, I was going to come to your house. I think I have your address and phone number." And I never got called back. They never called back. I got nothing else to do, man. I'm bored. I don't have a computer. I don't do. It's a little track phone, and I ain't got nothing to screw around with. And I ain't got nothing to cut the grass. And I said, "That's all I got to do." <laughs> all right, thanks, Dave. You gotta have fun with them. Yeah, okay, there's uh, some people who've written uh, books about it, where they've gone back and forth with scammers, and like, like you can navigate their entire journey about. They, they keep holding that little, a little bit of a you know uh, carrot out there, and hoping uh, that they'll they'll come. And 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 you figure that if you're wasting the time of a scammer, at least other people aren't getting scammed while you're wasting their time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time mm-hmm. though. It's 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 a big yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I'm not that uh, dedicated to. No, I'm other usually people. not either. No. I don't really care about humanity that much, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, look, you know, if you're going to get fooled by these things, I'm not going to be able to stop it. Sorry. <laughs> Mike in North Carolina. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Good afternoon. Good morning, I should say. Uh, yeah, I've been scammed about three times. Uh, once they, they keep on calling me about uh, my extended warranty is, uh, mm-hmm. is going over and stuff like that. And it's been from cars that I have let go 10 years earlier i says well i says i says yeah i says i hope it's almost gone because you know i says i hope i don't pay for it anymore yeah and then you know i get i get another one that says 
oh, um, well, you know, your, your credit card has been compromised. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need this information and data for so that we can uh, restore your uh, uh, your your credit up to the where it should be. And um, I said, so I, you know, I says, well, I says, I'll tell you what, I says, I'll call my bank, and I says, and and when I get the information, I says, I'll, oh, well, your bank won't know this stuff yet because <laughs> we're, you know, we're. I says, well, I says, it's not legitimate then. I says. Uh, um, can I get my callback number so that I can uh, call the uh, FCC and have you arrested? Well, immediately hang up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of yes. course. Yeah. And, and then I get then I get the IRS scam. Yeah. They call. They says, "Oh, yeah, you're, you're uh, you know you're you're ten thousand uh, dollars back taxes and stuff like that." I says, "Okay." Well, I was a tax preparer for a while. <laughs> I says, "Oh, I says okay." I says, uh, "What year exactly was my tax?" Well, well. I don't have that information right here. It just says that you're $10,000. I says, well, you have to know that if you're from the IRS. <laughs> and they should at least the IRS, fake the I year. Say, yeah, you know? Make yeah, it, really, yeah. 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 And tell me which year so that I can, you know, I, I can give you what I made that year and stuff because I know all this stuff. I've got it all recorded. Uh, well, well, yeah, well, it just says here, and, you know, we need, we need your uh, uh, information so that we can uh, – uh, start uh, collecting on this uh, right. debt. Yeah. I says, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mike. Uh, it, it's interesting. I think one of the things, because uh, some of these are awful, like like he's talking yeah. about, where they don't even know have any information. But if they can get a, a customer list of, let's say, you know, your Visa card, and they can describe mm-hmm. what, what uh, you know, card, type of card you have, you get that call and you're like, okay, well, they're saying I have a, you know, uh, uh, you know, a Citibank Visa card, and I do have a Citibank Visa card, so let me call them back and see what's up. Biggest thing you could do, to, whenever you get a call like that, and I do this every time, is I always make the call to the number that I know is right. So, like, if I'm if Citibank calls me up and says, hey, uh, you've got an issue here and you need to call us back, I always go to the car, my credit card and I dial that number, not the one they left on the freaking voicemail. Yeah. I call, or I'll go on, on the Citibank website or whatever and get that number. And then you call them back and say, hey, I got this call. Is, was this you guys? Half the time they say no. No, no you don't have any problem. Like, they, there's, no, there's no fraud alert. Like, that's another one they do is fraud alerts. Yeah. Which is yeah. like, hey, you've got a fraud alert on your card. Call us back. It's like, well, you're a fraud. You know, you're you're, I, the, you're the one that does this. I got one of those from from somebody claiming to be from Citibank once, and I it almost tricked me. And then I thought, wait, I don't, I don't even have an account at Citibank. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it, that's that's, that's a, not even my it's bank. A minor issue. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what could they do to me? Yeah, um, I don't bank there. I, I recently had an issue uh, where I I was uh, drunkenly apparently parking in Miami. Oh, wow. Did you ever do this? You ever go no. to like uh, a Hard Rock Stadium in Miami and park your car unknowingly? This happens <laughs> to me all the time. It. Yeah. No. I spent huh. $40 on the parking, which, first of all, not a good value for parking. Uh, no, it's okay. not. Number one. Then you should I, drive just a block further, yeah, and you would have gotten a better deal. I think still. I could have had a better deal. Number two, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in myself <laughs> because I am not a smoker. Uh-huh. However, I spent four hundred and forty-eight dollars at a smoker's lounge. <laughs> wow. At like four in the morning, which I thought was a, a terrible decision. 
<laughs> by me in Miami, especially. And I, you know, hopefully my uh-huh. wife's not listening to this because she would know that I apparently took a midnight trip to Miami to somehow, right? Uh, on a night that I was with her for most of the night. But you know, after she went to bed, I must have just got up and flew to Miami. Which I have no record of the plane ticket, which was weird. But then the really the big mistake I made was the seven thousand two hundred and eighty-two dollars I spent on tickets to uh, a rap festival. Now that's oh, not wow. a typical. It's not a typical way I would spend my money. I'm not. That was a, an actual would, thing. Yeah, and that's it. Really happened to me just a few, a few weeks ago. There was a concert uh, in Miami. I think at one of the one of the stadiums. I think it was Hard Rock Stadium. And they. Wow. It was a. Um, I thought initially I thought it was a Rolling festival? Stones concert, but it was actually some Rolling something else. It was and it was like it seemingly was a a festival of uh, rappers and R and B and such. Not necessarily mm. my genre. I'm not Kamala Harris. My three favorite genres are not <laughs> hip hop, reggae, and jazz. Uh, so I did not want to go. But I was like seven thousand dollars for tickets. That seems like a lot. Pretty extensive. But you know mm-hmm. what they've done now? Now I this I obviously did not buy any of these things. I was not in Miami on the in the night in question. Mm. Um, however. Now my credit card is holding this, you know, close to $10,000 of my credit line uh, hostage because until they finish their fraud investigation, which of course, like, I mean, I assume I'm going to win, you know, I mean, I really was not there. It was pretty easy to tell. I was buying things in another state at the same time. Uh, But like, that's a, you know, if, if that was a, my only credit card and I didn't, I, I would get shut off. So somebody did actually. Yeah. Someone just did actually like use the number. Just used Which your I, credit card. I don't even understand. Wow. Like, how do you go and buy, like, if you have a credit card, like steal my card off, off the table mm-hmm. of a restaurant and go somewhere. I can see people not checking the signature or not, you know, whatever. Like that stuff happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But how do you buy tickets? How do you buy parking with just having the number memorized? Right, like if you stole the number, how do you how do you buy parking with that? How do you buy tickets with that? How do you go and pay at a restaurant, a four hundred forty eight dollars yeah. smokers lounge, wow. with just the credit card number? Buying something online, I could see, but going in person has that been resolved yet? I mean, it's still, still quote pending. unquote un, uh, in the middle of their fr- fraud investigation, which wow. luckily will only take thirty to ninety days. So I only have this giant seven thousand dollars. Yeah, amazing. That's crazy. I mean, it really wow. is. Because we used to talk about this, and we've talked about this with a sponsor that we have called Home Title Lock, and it's like a new home title fraud is this new sort of crime where they go after your equity, and it's a big deal. Um, and it's been really over the the past ten years where it's even been a thing, and Home Title Lock does protections for this. Um, but uh, I remember reacting the same way back in the day when like LifeLock came out, and they were like, "Oh, you mm-hmm. have to, you got to protect yourself from identity fraud." And I remember thinking to myself identity fraud like that's not going to happen to like that is the most ridiculous thing i'm not going to bother with that uh and this is none Mm -hmm. of this is not a paid commercial um it's just one of those things where you just thought it wasn't going to be a big deal until now we're like if you don't have one of those things now yeah this stuff can happen to you constantly even you know like you can get hit with this stuff from your credit card side luckily you're protected from 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 that uh usually um but some of the stuff they can go after you and really damage your life they can really go after you and, yeah. and destroy it. Because if this mm. stuff happens to you, even if you get your money back, you're talking about a lot of times years. Mm-hmm. You're talking about uh, massive legal fees. Sometimes it takes hundreds or thousands of dollars to wrap it up. Yeah. And yeah. you're talking about having to deal with like local governments, which mm-hmm. are not always the... I mean, if you've ever gone to the post office, that, that's a nice example of how local governments look as well. Uh, you know, It's not easy to, to navigate that stuff. Uh, it really is. Wow. It's one of those things where... You were lucky you weren't taken under custody. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> would have been those, 
with all those charges pressed on your name. I mean, you are really fortunate. <laughs> Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. I've uh, been talking about these these scams, and the government may be cracking down, first of all, on online tracking that companies do to us. And then, secondly, the FCC may allow phone companies to put a stop to these robocalls. Um, let's go to Tom in Pennsylvania. Hey, Tom, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, thanks a lot, Pat. Mm-hmm. I wanted to let you know that uh, my dad was a uh, prominent businessman his whole life. He was a well-respected community leader, board of directors on a credit union, board of directors in a hospital, and his health was failing. And at age 75, he gets caught in one of these things. Mm. And we, uh, the, uh, the three kids just stood in horror and told him over and over, I said, you're getting scammed. And before it was all over, and the only reason it was all over is because he died in the middle of it. Oh, wow. And uh, he'd sent mm-hmm. them $12,000, and it was that he'd won a million bucks in Jamaica at some lottery. and That uh, he we, hadn't entered. That he hadn't entered. Yeah. But what they did, they groomed him, and the people, that, the one, there was one single woman that would call him as his friend and i think he was so lonely that mm. she would call up and ask about the kids ask and call them by name knew the church he went to wow uh, knew the singing group he was in and would ask, how's the singing group doing uh, and things like that really sad. just you know what I'm saying? And they scammed him for $12,000? Over a period of about four months. But wow. I thought I had it cut off at the beginning. I had no idea that he kept going. And then yeah. three days before he died, mm. a woman called me that knew me from Walmart and said, uh, I just want to let you know that your dad was down here trying to wire Jamaica $1,200, and I wouldn't let him. And I said, I can't tell you. I'm... I would get in trouble. Don't tell anybody I called you. These Walmart employees, appreciate that, Tom, uh, are getting really good at helping people on that. Uh, I've heard that multiple times. That's great to hear. Because they try to get you to to do the prepaid card and send it to them. And I think Walmart employees are kind of watching out for the elderly um, and trying to help them out and say, yeah, it's probably a scam. Might Might not want to do that. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we have more promises from uh, more Democrat candidates. There's what, 76 now? I think 76 candidates for president. 100, yeah, 7,600. Uh, 7,600 mm-hmm. candidates. So, yeah, and they're there are, all good. There they're are all. actually nine Democrats now that are not running for president. Are there really that yeah. many? Mm-hmm. Wow, this really should be down that. to four by the end of the week, though. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, we'll get into that and uh, much more uh, coming up in about one minute. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, and Stu, back from vacation. Um, so you're you're pretty excited about uh, some of Elizabeth Warren's new plans. Yeah. I mean, here here she is. She's actually doing fairly well in the poll. She's doing better than I would have expected her to do. Yeah. She's, she's getting it seems into like that. she went away, and now she's kind of had a rebirth a little bit. Yeah. And she's kind of positioning herself as like the policy mm-hmm. wonk. Mm-hmm. of the candidates the person who's actually she's got a plan for everything yeah yeah and that is legitimately what she's trying to do which is not a terrible idea i mean she's not good at she's not a good politician she's not relatable she's not likable so 
why not write a lot of, lot of long white papers for people to read and yeah. hope, hope that works? And it yeah. may. I don't, I don't know. Might. I mean, it, she's reprehensible, but she's got a plan. Yes. And, and she, maybe that'll work. Yes. I don't know. She just basically, her plan is, here's a new policy proposal in a 40-page, you know, sort of white paper that discusses why this group is evil. Mm-hmm. You know, rich people, uh, white people, men, whatever it is, that she's just basically saying every group that is not, you know, a wonderful Native American woman like herself Mm-hmm. Is the is the cause for all of the problems in the world, and here's how we're going to take their money and pay for other things. So she's got it. There's a detailed explanation of what they're saying this stuff cost in the Washington Post today, and it's pretty interesting. And I would say uh, aggressively conservative on cost. Uh, she's saying that uh, the universal child care and pre-K is going to cost seven hundred and seven billion dollars. Uh, now it's going to cost a lot more than that. But she's saying it's seven hundred seven billion dollars. Um, this one is is completely ridiculous. Universal college only costing six hundred and fifty billion dollars. There is no way that's true. Yeah, eliminating college debt six hundred and forty billion dollars. Affordable housing for all five hundred billion dollars. Affordable housing for all is going to cost a hell of a lot more than five hundred billion dollars. Um, opioids yeah. another hundred billion. Some public land stuff thirty two billion. Debt relief for Puerto Rico is at fifteen billion. How are you going to pay for all this, though? That's that's where it gets interesting because you know she's going to spend a lot of, a lot well, of your money. You, you you just tax the rich. That's all you do. Yeah, and you it, just tax tax the rich. I kind of thought we were past the point in which people would even try to claim that. Like mm-hmm. you know, you, every if you get a, a legitimate socialist on on, uh, and you get him in the kind of the mm-hmm. you get him in the the truth hat. You put a hat on him that makes him tell the truth. Mm-hmm. They will tell you, look, of course we're going to have to raise taxes on everybody. Of course, I mean, mm-hmm. this, we're basically taking the entire yeah, the middle economy. class will pay. Yes, of course you're going to pay more. Burden, yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren's sticking with it, and one of the reasons she's sticking with it, she said she's going to raise two point seven five trillion dollars in a wealth tax. Now, mm-hmm. a wealth tax uh, is two percent on all your assets above fifty million dollars, and one percent on assets above a billion dollars. So she's really going after the super duper high end here, which is mm-hmm. why. You can get some decent polling on an issue. Because you can get most people in America to say, ah, that's somebody else. I'm not going to worry about right. that. I, yeah, I'm never going to be I'm a not, billionaire. I'm, and, right. you I'm know. never going to have $50 million. That's fine. Go ahead and hit them. It's a terrible way to react terrible. to something. It's a, terrible. I mean, it's, a, you know, it's the same thing of, I mean, there's been poems written about this in uh, in, in European nations First in the past. First came yeah. for the ultra wealthy. <laughs> but I mean, it also is just like, well, you could make this argument with everything. Well, I, I'm not black. I don't care what they do to blacks. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. uh, make it fair for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. that's that's not you're not supposed to make policy decisions based on, well, I am not that person. I'm going to be affected by it. So I don't care. And beyond not supposed to. Uh, I think it's unconstitutional. Yes. And that's an interesting thing is that most likely unless the Supreme Court grants new rights that it's never, uh, you know, the Constitution has never held before. It is an unconstitutional tax. And this goes back to, put to the, the 16th burden on Amendment. One, one yeah. certain group of people is unconstitutional. Yeah, and they, this, the, the Constitution was very careful to not allow taxation by the federal government. And you know that they, right. of course, had to pass the 16th Amendment to get the income tax to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Because our founders did not want the income tax. They would have put it in there, but they thought about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple who were like eh, interested in certain aspects, but they did not want an income tax. So the you know this country who actually was able to get through a nice chunk of its history without an, an actual income tax, then put through a constitutional amendment allowing it. However, when they debated that, they very specifically said you cannot have uh, this type of tax, a wealth tax, 
where you can go in and just rip money out of i mean because you think about functionally how this happens let's just say you own a bunch of real estate right Mm -hmm. and it's valued at you know a hundred million dollars and you might think well i don't care what happens to that person because they have a hundred million dollars but if stop and think about this for a moment that doesn't mean that you have the hundred million dollars right it's invested in properties so then you're at the point where you're now selling off the properties to pay the taxes which is like you're forcing a person's hand you're basically controlling their financial lives um in, in addition to that it's not constitutional the government does not have the power to go tax your wealth that is not something it's a very specific type of tax that is not allowed and you know going through history people to the point of like james madison were like no you can't do that that's not something you're allowed to do now they could pass a constitutional amendment to allow it there's also some and i don't know where they get this idea pat there's some belief that the new supreme court might just interpret it another way and decide that does exist uh in, in the constitution which, you know, they seem to be doing a decent Wouldn't amount of lately. Me. Right. I mean, you're going to be surprised if John Roberts mm-hmm. comes out and says, yeah, you can, you can tax wealth. I mean, I, no one's going to be surprised by that. And right. obviously people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg are going to be on whatever side is, is most uh, close to socialism. So the idea that she's going to be able to do this is highly questionable, uh, shouldn't be allowed in the Constitution. Even a lot of left-wing sources are saying, yeah, probably not, probably not constitutional. However, there's a there's a, a strain of thought that maybe you can kind of make it constitutional in a way. And you say, well, maybe what they meant, because the, the language is like around direct taxes and all sorts of like terms that aren't specifically defined, but have been talked about and ruled upon many, many times to make, make it so you could not have a wealth tax. So I don't know if she's going to be able to pay for this. She also wants to raise taxes on uh, 7% tax on every dollar in company profit above $100 million. So a giant new tax there and a, uh, an estate tax. She's going to raise $500 billion taxing the dead, just, which is always nice. That uh, is just immoral. I know. It really is. It's just immoral. Why, why, would you, why would you assess a tax on people's wealth once they die? That doesn't make any sense. They've already paid all their taxes. Yeah. And so now you're going to double and triple tax what they've made and take it from them when the government has no right to their property no, or their money absolutely not no right and that's the thing it's like unless you're in chicago dead people don't vote so it's easy to to tax dead people because mm-hmm. they just don't have a lot of pushback you know they've lost the ability uh, to move they've lost the ability to get to the polls right in places right. other than chicago where they make to, it all the time they've lost the ability to protest yeah so you're not going to see them on a street corner right and of course like even if you do protest, the family protests or whatever, you're just some evil rich person who wants to take money away from poor people and you look horrible so people mm-hmm. don't generally do it. It's tough. It's a tough stance. And that's why you have to have people who are acting on principle and not acting on just what feels good at the moment. Um, I want to focus, though, for a second on the on the college program from Elizabeth Warren. This is fascinating. She says her plan will cost $1.25 trillion over 10 years. Think about the, where we are. I mean, there used to be a time where if you were had a new spending proposal and a new tax increase, you would hide it. Now, I mean, Elizabeth Warren is basically advertising it, which I think is good. At least she's saying it, mm-hmm. though she's advertising these costs um, at much lower than they will be. The Urban Institute, which is not some right-wing organization, said costs for two, uh, free two- and four-year colleges would quickly uh, spiral beyond estimates. Because, of course, if you're thinking about going to college, and you're like, eh, maybe it costs too much. Maybe I won't be able to afford it. Maybe I'll go to a cheaper college. 
Well, if everything's free, <laughs> then you start going for the best colleges only, right? Yeah. You go to the place yeah. that is most expensive. And you know who else realizes this? Colleges. Because they're going to say, well, we're, ca- we're charging $30,000 per student a year now, but we're keeping those costs relatively low because we want to. I mean, that's not low, but they're saying we're keeping them as low as we can because students have to be able to afford it. Well, what happens when they don't have to afford it anymore? When if they car charge fifty thousand, it's going to get paid, and if they charge thirty thousand, it's going to get paid by the government. So why would I charge thirty? This is what happens with tuition and mm-hmm. loan guarantees. This is why the tu- tuition gets so high anyway. So when the government steps in and says, "Yeah, we're paying everything off," I mean that is just it's going to be nonstop cash flowing to these universities. Uh, the Warren campaign did not provide an analysis of how it estimated the cost of its free college program which includes increasing Pell Grants and creating a $50 billion fund for historically black colleges and universities and minority-serving uh, institutions. Uh, if it's, I like this breakdown. It's a lot of money. But if it accomplishes the goal of getting more people to go to college and stay there for a longer time, it'll be more expensive. <laughs> You're waiting for them to say, well, it'll be worth it. No, it'll be even more expensive than $1.25 trillion dollars. I love how the college debt thing is like this big is is a big issue now. And one of the reasons why is a story that happened over the weekend where a billionaire was making uh, Robert Smith. He is a big tech investor. And he said he would pay off all the student debt for 396 graduates graduates at Morehouse uh, College. Almost 40 million dollars. Yeah. Really cool thing. Mm -hmm. First of all, that a person would want to do that. And it is giving uh, him all the annoyances you would expect it to give him because we live in america and the fact that you come up with a great thing where you're going to pay off a bunch of kids college is just something you get punished for (laughs) and now this billionaire who is the wealthiest black man in america is getting all sorts of uncomfortable questions and so are other billionaires first you're getting the the idea of like well i mean this billionaire did this why aren't other billionaires doing this yeah right mm-hmm. um then you get this this is a guy who uh his name is uh, shaquille lampley uh he is going to this college and so he's i mean think about this this is an awesome moment you're at your graduation this guy's coming up he's giving you some speech you've heard these things a million times you're probably f- half falling asleep and then he says oh by the way i'm paying off your, all your college debt incredible so he says uh his de- his debt is about two hundred thousand dollars in loan uh, in loans taken out by his mother, covering six years in school. He says, I am so grateful and still in shock about this gift, and now I have so many questions about how this will be processed. For example, are all student loans included? You'd think, man, probably, yeah. Does the pledge include loans taken out by the graduate's parents? So is it just the loans that the kids take out, or if the parents do it, mm-hmm. is that covered? What about gifts from home equity loans? <laughs> if you borrow against a home equity loan, then you're just paying off someone's home equity loan. Wow. Does that count? Um, will it benefit kids who never made it to graduation because their debt forced them to withdraw before they earned a degree? What about last year's students? What about last year's students? What about next year's students? Yes. What about the kid that took a job, worked through college, paid off half their debt, Uh right? Uh And now, because they did the right Hmm. thing for four years, the person next to them that did nothing gets more money from this billionaire than they do. That's not fair. People are now, they're saying, uh, feeling a level of survivor's guilt because they're the ones uh, being targeted here and, and, and surviving. It's insane. I mean, come on. It's like the Oprah Winfrey thing. She gives everybody in the studio a new car. Right. And it's like, well, what about the tax? 
taxes. <laughs> Why haven't you paid their taxes? What's that all about? Rat-infested piles of rotting garbage have been left uncollected by the city of Los Angeles sometimes for months. There is no explanation, really, as to why there are rotting <laughs> piles of garbage in Los Angeles. I guess they just can't keep up with the garbage fast enough. There's no, as far as I know, there's no garbage strike. Um, but it's leading to uh, concerns about new epidemics in Los Angeles, including uh, flea-borne typhus cases mm. and uh, bubonic plague, uh, the Black Death that swept Europe and Asia in the uh, in the 1300s and, and killed and 50 to 75 million people. Just the 50 to just 75 million. Just the 50 to 75. But now there's, I mean, don't worry about bubonic plague. If you get it, what? There's antibiotics. Don't worry about it. So Everything will be fine. Everything's fine. Now this comes from the uh, Los Angeles <laughs> Bureau of Tourism, uh, which wants to invite you to come visit and climb right. one of their giant mounds of garbage today. Exactly. Um, and, and play with the rats because the rats are there eating the giant piles of garbage and they're ca- carrying all these diseases. And they're fun to they're fun to just play catch with, yeah. you know, fetch, throw sticks for them, and they'll go get them. And yeah, you forget that this is what life is like. I was in New York over the past uh, week or so, and uh, we did the show there for many years. You remember yeah. living? Yeah, yeah. I mean, living near New York, but working in New York every day, and you just forget the what smell? it's like. The smell is 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 a great thing. Yeah. Living in Texas, you forget the smell of New York. You go walk over a grate of the subway and you just remember, oh my God, I used to smell this every day. Right. But like walking down the street, rats just run by your feet. They just run by your feet. That's just part of your life. You just run, yeah. you got rats run by your feet. Now, giant rats that if you, if one was in Texas, I mean, and they have creepy animals in Texas, but it's not like that when you're in a city environment. And then I mm-hmm. also had the, at the train station had the issue where guy is passed out, of course, on the floor. You don't even like recognize the guy just passed out completely on the floor homeless guy just sleeping in the middle of like a walkway where everyone's just walking around him and he's got his possessions strewn out around him and another guy comes up and bends down and starts poking through his stuff and then takes a giant bag of sour patch kids and just starts walking away with it (laughs) now you're stealing sour patch kids from a homeless person this is your life wow that's and actually gets called out by some other guy and i actually said something myself like you got to put that back dude you you can't look there's a lot of things you can deal with in life Mm -hmm. someone's stealing sour patch kids from a homeless person really like kind of not cool it's not cool and they got in this big as much as i like sour patch kids yeah like, and i would if be you're gonna steal something that's probably your target <laughs> but i probably wouldn't take them from a homeless guy right and so like then you're in this like <laughs> fight between this guy who's robbing a homeless person of sour patch kids mm-hmm. and some other guy who's walking through a train station just pissed off about it and you realize that like this guy's just gonna circle around and walk back and steal the sour patch kids again when you walk away and that's life mm-hmm. yeah that's just your normal everyday life yeah. in new york city and in los angeles it's apparently getting worse and do you see any maybe commonality between let's say los angeles san francisco where there's the poop piles mm-hmm. to buy the hundreds of thousands piles of poop and they've spent i think it was i just had the story and i don't remember the exact figure i think it was something like 50 million dollars just this year trying to clean up poop piles this is also the place where the the te- uh, the light post crashed down on top of someone's hood and they re- later realized the reason it crashed down in- inexplicably because people had urinated on it so often it degraded the metal. Oh, my god! And gosh. it actually fell over on a car. Oh, my god! <laughs> I mean, that, that was in San Francisco? Yeah, in San Francisco. And then you got New York with the rats and the homeless. And, and let's see, is there anything in... Oh, that's right. They're all Democrat-led cities for the last 60 years. Yeah. 
I, Amazing. D- does anybody else see the connection there to the policies of Democrats and how bad, what, what situation these cities are all in? Which is incredible. I mean, you see this now. Every city that's run by a leftist has, has these problems. Mm-hmm. We're now seeing the countries run by leftists like Venezuela completely collapsing around us. And we're like, hey, we should try socialism. Yeah. Like, hey, that sounds we, like a great idea. We do it really well. And yeah. socialism is good. Mm-hmm. It means equality. Yeah, it means everybody's equally poor and equally starving to death with no medical care and no jobs in Venezuela. So, yeah, if you want that here, I guess we could try it. Uh, I mean, I'm not shocked <laughs> that a group of people would run towards socialism because it's a very human thing. You think, oh, well, someone's going to do things for me and then I don't have to do them and everything will be fine. Like, there's a lot of people who have fallen for that over the years. But to fall for mm-hmm. that in America, which has basically disproved this entire analysis. Yeah. And secondarily, to, to, to fall for it in America right now when mm-hmm. all around the world. When you have all the examples of how it fails. Yeah. I mean, North Korea. You know, Venezuela, Cuba, Cuba, Central America. There's a lot of different examples of this. I mean, Mm -hmm. the people who live in socialist governments in in Central America are creating a crisis on our border because they want to come here so badly. And we're like, let's try their form of government. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It is. It really is. Pat and Stu uh, for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. Joined by Jeffy uh, of Chewing the Fat Fame. Uh, you got a podcast called Chewing the Fat. I do, as a matter of fact. You can get that Amazing. wherever free podcasts are sold or whatever. Yeah, yes, was, you can. Was, was that, did I get it right? Absolutely. 100% okay, good, right. Good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't remember ever saying, uh, but. <laughs> uh, first of all, yes, first of all, first of all, first of all, uh, I want to get into this Ben Carson situation. Ben Carson at HUD. The HUD director? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the main man? Because mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. he's not Surgeon General. He's no, As you HUD look director. it up, I'd also like you to get back to me, if you don't mind, to explain the disparity in REO rates. Do you know what an REO is? An Oreo? R? An Oreo? <laughs> Oreo. Yeah, let's stop it for a second. R-E-O. Yeah, I, I know right what an there. Oreo is. It's a sandwich yeah. cookie. It's got chocolate. <laughs> uh, the sandwich is a cream filling. Sometimes it's double stuff. I know what an Oreo different is. Seasons, they eat them all the time. Different seasons. They have different flavors come out. <laughs> oh, you're saying an Oreo. Yes, I oh. love their music. They were awesome in the early 80s. I love Oreo. They were really, really good. Really good. Uh, good. I can't fight that feeling is one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) I used to call them Speedwagon, but if you want to call them REO, that's that's fine. fine. That's fine. All right. What is it? Real estate owned? Is that what it stands for? Yes. Uh, Uh, She's about to explain, I think, but I think it is. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. R E O. Real estate. What's the O stand for? The organization oh, okay. owned real estate <laughs> owned. Stop it. That's what happens when a property goes to so foreclosure. No. We call it an REO. Right. Oh, I mean, that's the that's the usually you don't have the balls to do that. That's like right. trying to quiz the guy and then stand by it. Because I mean, like, right. look, what's the, what? The purpose is not necessarily. It's just. It's not to fix the problem. It's just to say Ben Carson doesn't shouldn't have this job, right? Like right. that's just that's what that was yes. about. they're trying to do. You're trying to embarrass yes. him. Yeah, trying to embarrass him. Yeah, which is really like not because obviously no matter what your expertise is, someone can pull out a, an abbreviation that's going to stump you. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Anybody could do yeah. that. You could come to us and say you could talk start talking about. You know situations with the transmitter towers right. at, at radio stations, <laughs> and and you know we're not going to know. We're not going to know. Does that matter? 
I mean, no. no, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, matter. it doesn't. Who's up to dial in the Fenortner? You know what that is. <laughs> I do love Fenortners. No, Fenortner, yeah, it's at the it's at the transmitter tower. Fenortner, you just it's right there on the tower. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know that about that. <laughs> then there's the ELO, right? Yes. The, uh, yeah, you, you know, know what that e is. is don't, yeah, o stands for electric. Uh, light you know the, organization organization orchestra yeah i love it and then she was so on bad. msnbc katie katie porter from california was on uh msnbc talking about you know that he doesn't even know what his federal agency does that fha is there to help people in foreclosure like wait okay what? That's a new definition of FHA to me. I didn't. I know they give out loans. <laughs> yes, they do. Okay, to uh, low and moderate income people who are trying to buy a house, especially for the for a first time buyer. But are they there to help if you're not paying your mortgage? The well, FHA? They are if you uh, if you were forced to take that loan out. Well, the, a and, predatory lender yes, made you oof. take out that Thank loan you. from the FHA. I, it's just bizarre. These Democrats that think that these government agencies are responsible for every aspect of our lives. I, I'm so I don't. I mean, maybe you could show me where the FHA's mission statement is to help people in foreclosure. But I've never, I've never seen that. And it's a larger problem in that the government has prioritized giving money to people to buy homes in the first place. Like, right? It's it, that's right. not They're, their business. The FHA shouldn't even exist. No, especially for that purpose. I mean, look, loans are are something that you are not. It's not a present. It's not mm-hmm. a present from a bank to get a loan. But it's a, it's a long term financial requirement for you to pay more money than you than you get. Student loans are looked at as a present mm-hmm. now. And so yeah. are FHA loans. Yeah, I got the loan. You it's don't like, really have well, to pay anything uh, to get it. Yeah. Well, wait. It's a loan. Maybe you recognize the word <laughs> yeah. as not gift, but loan. What's the O stand for? <laughs> <laughs> because we just vilify renting, right? We can make it seem like, oh, well, you're not, you haven't arrived in our society if you happen to rent where you live, which is, mm-hmm. you know, this is a great example of... Well, you're wasting all your... You're throwing your money throwing away. Your money away. away. Because you're not throwing forever. your money away on giant amounts of interest to banks for your loan that you bought, quote unquote, right. bought your home with. You, you, you basically right. have it, I mean, you're just paying rent mm-hmm. for the first 10 years of buying a house anyway. Uh, I mean, really, like you're just... <laughs> right. Like I was looking at this the other day on, on my uh, stupid mortgage. It's like, well, if I make another 10 years of payments, I still owe like... 80% of the cost of the home. That's the thing I was looking at, too. And like, I, I can't I, remember for what purpose we were looking at our loan, but uh, I noticed that the principal's not really going down go anywhere, <laughs> despite the massive yeah. mortgage payments I'm making. And it's like, how can I still own that much? Because yeah. you, were, you were lucky enough to get a loan. I was lucky you enough to get a loan. Enough to get a loan, and so they're charging me yes. about triple what I, what I took out in the loan. Yeah. It's, it's literally... Double, and, at and least. The fact that the government has created policies to tell people they should go out and enter into this arrangement is really it's questionable. Crazy. I mean, you can certainly make an argument that buying a home is great depending on what you know sure. what your situation is, but the government should not be prioritizing owning over renting. And right. this is a great yeah. example of what happened, you know, even with Republicans when they have good intentions and create all sorts of government policies. Well, own, the ownership society, people if people own their homes, you're going to care about them more and things are going to get better. It's like, well, what you did was create a gigantic financial crisis because of that. Because of this theory and the idea that you can, you know, look, I love obviously when it comes to tax time, everyone likes, you know, deducting 
their interest off of their off of their mortgages. But I mean, like that is something that mm. is highly questionable, and I would say completely wrong. <laughs> that the I love your jihad doing. on that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, there's been a there's been a years long jihad from yes, Stu. I will say it's true. Yes, uh, in the interest you can deduct from your from your home because payments. you're just saying like you know what the, it's the government making a giant one it, of the biggest I things the government this, does. It helps save me every year. It does, and it, of course <laughs> every year, which is why of course you do it. <laughs> right? Why do people buy homes right. at uh, numbers that they shouldn't even be buying above the amount of, of of money they should be spending on a particular loan? Why do they mm-hmm. do that? Well, the government tells them, they incentivize them massively to do it. Yes, they say we won't. You don't have to pay your other tax. Taxes if you just take out this giant loan. Like, that is not a good policy. Yeah, it is the trade off. Yeah, it is. Kind of. I mean, it is. I mean, we still pay him, but not as much. Yeah. Well, Ben Carson, you know, I mean, he, he does have a new suit and he's in charge of HUD, so it's good that he's in charge of everything, right? Because that's what, that's, I mean, he was like mm-hmm. almost like Beto going to uh, find out about his turtle. Uh, win the race when he went kind home, of disappointed when he dropped out of the race yeah when he dropped yeah, out of the race to go get a new suit oh it was over right. <laughs> that's right so, remember that mm-hmm. he, he left i, I forget I where where they were on the campaign that. trail but he went home to get to a, go back to florida to, to get, get some new clothes suit <laughs> like wait is there no store in iowa they don't have stores in I'll Iowa. Never forget that. No, because he's just gone after that. Certainly not a men's warehouse in in Iowa. No, there's anywhere, no, right? There's no place to get clothes. So, yeah, no wonder <laughs> he went home. All right, what else you have? Well, I know you were talking about uh, the big uh, robocall issue earlier, and uh, people are already commenting online that uh, they're concerned uh, about me because they're they're saying that if Pat has four allegations pressed upon his name. <laughs> They can't imagine how many allegations are pressed against mine. Oh my gosh, you that's are a correct. Good point. Yeah. You are correct, and I am not going to comment on that. Not one <laughs> single bit. It's got to be at least four hundred want... allegations pressed on your name. You do not want things pressed up on your name. No. Congratulations to uh, Washington State to becoming the first uh, state to legalize human composting. Uh, I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, but I mean, Jeez. we need we need natural, organic method of burying human remains so that you just become uh, in the dirt. Uh, wow, that's good news. Good. News. That I mean, is look, good news. Listen, you just mix your body with a little wood chip and a little straw, and mm-hmm. in a few weeks, you're dirt. Good to go. And you're Plants enhancing the soil. Plant, yes, you are. Great. Yes, you are. Environment, growing. Environmentally friendly. Yeah. Well, it's Jay Inslee. Uh, by the way, yes, the governor of the state who is on our board of 24 candidates now Doesn't, running for... You don't oh. seem to give him much of a chance, however. I'm <laughs> no, a little perplexed by that, Stu. He's I got have, some great programs. Where is Inslee on this board? Inslee is... Uh, he's on the eh, probably not yeah, category. Probably, probably not. Yeah, probably yeah. not yeah. board, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's our fourth best category to be in out of the five categories. There's front runners. There's... Yeah, they got a chance. We need to move Pete up. Pete Buttigieg up, man. I did move him up, actually. He was in the eh, probably not category. I now mean, he's in the, I mean. Maybe if everything goes right. Yeah, and that's the thing with Buttigieg is everything's gone right so far. So yeah, no has. one's questioned him yeah. at all about anything. No yeah. one said one terse word about him or any right. of his policies at some point. No, the guy's practically perfect. Right. At some yeah. point, this has got to change. <laughs> practically yes, perfect. Yes, First of all, he he's a veteran mm-hmm. of, yes. of at least one tour in the Afghanistan war. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, it, he belongs to a protected group. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhodes he, Scholar. He's got a, a Rhodes Scholar. He's a smart guy. He really is well spoken. I yeah. think the guy yes, is. is genuinely good yes, is. at at speeches. He's a mayor of a and major city. Handle well, um, South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, as major as it gets in that county. <laughs> Um, so, That's true. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, but he's really well spoken, and when you ask him questions, he's good at 
not answering them in a really in a smooth way yeah yeah he's, he's, he's a good politician yeah uh he's definitely and this people is love the, his 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 partner husband yeah so do they? I, didn't, I, I think they do i yeah. bet they probably do he's gotten really good press mm-hmm. yeah he has he's gotten great press about yeah. That. yeah he's mm-hmm. definitely part of the part of the protected class of we're going to give you nothing but love right i do love to. there's something i really adore about the idea that a guy you know look south bend indiana is you know it's uh it's not the biggest town in the world and he's the mayor of it. He gets to come in, and he's the guy in like third place in this race. While De Blasio can't even get like a ten percent approval rating from New York City. Like he's the mayor yeah, of New York right. City has no chance of winning, but the mayor of, of oh, South, South Bend, Bend is like, yeah, yeah, he could, That's a great could do it. I, I yeah. still don't think it's going to happen. I, don't I mean, I, I would I not, not. I would not think even the nomination though. I don't, I don't think Buttigieg is going to be the nominee. But I mean, he has put himself in a position where you have to say he has a chance far yeah, more than Beto. Beto. Yeah, Beto is like done. Beto yeah, he's is, got, well, he's on the wrong side of things. He's right? doing so badly now. They're not even doing opposition opposition research on him anymore. Still- <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to. No. Eh, we, we're not bothering with that anymore. It's yeah. a waste of money. It is a waste of money. It is. Right? I mean, Pete had his uh, town hall on uh, Fox and was went over huge. Beto just had one on CNN. Did you know about it? No. yesterday well there, we had a clip because no. he was he was going to ban oh, yeah. semi-automatic weapons i think yeah yes. um, yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is interesting that's basically every gun right. basically every gun right. i mean well any, weapons of war cannot be on the street yeah too. a semi-automatic weapon is not a weapon of war i mean it is no. used in war as is everything else your fists and your hands are also used in war i mean I, that's such a dumbest like <laughs> weapons of war like every weapon when you're in war You'll throw a gun at. You'll throw a rock anything, at people. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. You're trying to win. Yeah. Um, we but, all watch Game of Thrones. As you fight with anything you have. Yeah. So I mean, but when it comes to like a handgun, which the more, most people would say is like a typical gun that an American but they're se- would have, semi-automatic. They're semi-automatic. Many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's a uh, that's a big thing, and he's not making much of an impact. Though I will say, it does it does occasionally happen where where candidates. Uh, have a rise and are prominent and then fall apart and come back. I mean, McCain was, yeah, he had to fire his entire true. campaign staff at one point That's in that true. campaign and then wound up winning in 2008. Pat and Stu with Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, all right. You got anything else from the Chew and the Fat File? Absolutely. One one big one uh, that's uh, coming across uh, the pond here soon that's in Europe right now, the uh, new uh, viral challenge on the internet, uh, Kissing Cows. Uh, kissing cows is going to be uh, is, the, is the new viral challenge cows. on the internet. Yes, kissing cows. For what reason um, are people kissing cows? Just to prove that you can do it on the internet. That's why I love the internet. Uh, I mean, it's okay. just a viral challenge. Now they're calling it. They need All to right. re- rename it. Actually, they call it the Kukus Challenge. That's too close to the too close to the, the, the triple clan? K challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't be doing that in Europe. That that's smart. a bad name for a challenge. What was the purpose of this? It's just just to prove that you can do it and kiss cows and uh, prove that you can do it in uh, Austria. Now, they're warning people uh-huh. that not to do it because the cows could attack you if you uh, you know, if you were to come between uh, mom and her and her babies, they could attack you. I'm looking what forward. Do, what does a cow do when it attacks? You? I, I've I'm never looking seen forward a cow to cow attacks, I to be honest <laughs> with you. I want to see cow attacks. Glenn has said this on the air because he has they're this mean. ranch where he is now. And like that was like. They actually will come after you. Yeah. They're pretty, really? pretty yeah, mean. They're mean. So yeah. I want to see that. I'm, I'm well, all if you for had the chew cut all challenge. day. That you'd probably wouldn't be very happy about it either. <laughs> oh, no ice cut. cream. No, you know. It's like you say. I well, can you at least give me a burger? And then they do. 
They just make you into a burger. And it's not a good. It's not, the way that it's turns out good. is not possible. No, it's no. not. Have you invested in your uh, in your uh, meatless meat, your Impossible Foods? Yeah, oh, I would have years ago. Unfortunately, it's a private company. I, I mean, would have made they, a lot they've of that tripled one, now, right? I mean, now you're talking about uh, it's going on. They're putting meatless sausage crumbles on Little Caesars pizzas. <laughs> I'm very excited. That about stuff this. is amazing, though. It is amazing. It's amazing. And didn't you say there's a shortage again? Yeah. What restaurant was it that ran out of them? Uh, Red Robin carries them. Oh, yeah. Red Robin. I mean, that's a big chain of restaurants. And yeah. it's gone They're from gone Red Robin? They're gone for a week and a half. or They said a week and a half or two weeks, I think. Oh my God. According to the source of the waitress at Red Robin. <laughs> uh, but, it's a deep source, uh, yeah. inside source. <laughs> Whether she actually understands the Impossible Foods supply chain exactly is, was unclear. Sounds like she's got a good handle on she's it. Got yeah. a good grip on it, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. There's a real shortage of this stuff. I like the... Uh, uh, I mean, people are, you know, chopping it up. I, I know they're going to have a problem with calling it meat, though. You know, they're having a big problem now that they can't call the... Uh, well, since there's the, no the meat in no it, meat, right. yeah, you would think they wouldn't yeah, use can't the be, meat. Yeah, can, can't be using meat. That's going to be a tough thing for them. Yeah, they're, um, they're fighting, and they're saying that that's not actually true. I mean, what's the definition, right? Um, right. Because, I mean, if you have the same chemical makeup as meat, but it just wasn't from an animal, is it meat? Oh. Uh, that's their argument, and uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Yeah, sure is. I mean, but... It is, I, I will say it tastes delicious. That's all I can say. <laughs> it does. You're listening to Glenn Beck.